0: Hey Nick.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm very well, Nicole. I've I've prepared myself for the hilarity.
1: Well, I don't know if this is real funny. This one. <laughs> oh, geez, don't build it up too much. Okay, I'm going to change it. Oh, I've got a good one. The first photograph of the black hole was released today. Right. Did you see it?
0: No. It sucks. <laughs> Oh. Boom, boom.
1: Oh, oh. Now you're being mean. Oh, you okay? Mm, well, nice guys and all that. Well,
0: no, you'd prefer it if I was a nice guy, wouldn't you?
1: Sometimes.
0: But then I'd finish last, Nicole. You would. All right. That's a really terrible segue. That's so, because
1: I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At
0: least you fessed up to it. Yeah. G'day, listeners. What's a happening in tradey business land?
1: I feel like it's been forever since just the two of you have spoken to us. We've had a few guest episodes of late. Like...
0: We have. And then I feel like, oh, my gosh, we haven't uh, we haven't done a podcast for ages. But that's because it wasn't you and me waffling on. It was a mm. proper guest interview instead.
1: Which I'm, all, I'm certain you're all so grateful for.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it is just Nick and I today, me and Coxie. And I am actually a really nice guy, Nicole.
1: You are a nice guy and it does you a disservice at times.
0: <laughs> and there is the saying, as we've just butchered, nice guys finish last. And it's often fascinated me, that saying, nice guys finish last. I'd love to look into that and f- find out, you know, where that originated from. Because a lot of these sayings that we have in the English language, at least, um, are often quite weird where they originated from. It's a bit like children's. Um, Nursery rhymes. Some of them are quite macabre.
1: Yeah, tissue, t- t- like t- t-
0: Yeah, the oh, time of the down. Black Plague and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nice guys finish last. Uh, we probably all understand basically what that means. And unfortunately, Nick, we see it show up a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't think I understood it until I married a nice guy and he kept finishing last. I don't think I understood the practicality of what that meant. Until I'd, I'd married the builder who was consistently nice and much like just about every tradie I've met since um, would go and perhaps even does still sometimes would go out of his way to please everybody. He want, I think that's a big part of the personality that goes into trades is the need to assist and help. And sometimes uh, we forget about ourselves and our family in that need to assist and help realm.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think the whole um, the nice guy thing, there's, there's a bit of maybe, um, not conflict, but uh, contradiction is the yes. word I'm looking for, Nicole, a different C yeah. word. There's, there's a bit of a contradiction with some of these truisms and sayings that we have because mm-hmm. we're kind of all taught to be nice. You know, if you've got nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. And uh, there's this idea that being nice is a, is a social standard and a value, And yet, the way it's applied, I think, is where the big problems come in, particularly for trade business owners, um, where we use certain tools like discounting, Mm. like doing freebies, like not charging for variations, Mm -hmm. like doing after hours phone calls and... Uh, Extras for people You you name it There's a list as long as both of our arms Of ways that you as a trade business owner And your team are being nice In air quotes And in reality There's other ways you can be nice That don't mean you sacrifice Yours and your family's financial Mental and physical well-being
1: yeah, it's it's, a, it's not as big a type as I think many feel like it might be when we first start to have some of these discussions. And shamelessly, this is one of those key areas. Uh, when you start in the Tradiepreneur Program, we work on finding value for you as quickly as possible because so many of you are doing it. Mm. And we do it from a place of pleasing and also a misconception around efficiency. I think sometimes we feel like it's more efficient just to immediately do the work that they've asked for rather than draw up a variation notice, get it signed and then complete the works. Um, But the misguided thinking there means that we've left the door open for somebody to take advantage of us. And again, we finish last. That's money that doesn't get home to the family or doesn't go into developing the business. Um, And it's time away because all of those variations also take time for you and all your team more time that your family miss out on spending with you. Um, one of those key critical areas that unfortunately generally pushes a lot of business owners to talk to us in the first place. They don't have enough time.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, So I'd encourage you, if you're going to spend your time doing nice things for people, you need to be rewarded for that. Mm. Whether that reward is financial or it's emotional through validation or whether it's through um, good kudos, there's no problems with doing a bit of extra work for free, but we need to remind people we did it for free because they forget as soon as you've done it get to the end of the job and everyone's shitty with you again because the job took a week extra. But they don't remember you've you've done three days' worth of variations for free for them because you haven't put it in front of them. So mm. you're left with the sour taste in your mouth of, well, I did all this work and nobody ever acknowledged it and they didn't care and they are shitty anyway. Unfortunately, we see time and time again um, a consistency of dissatisfied clients and we've allowed that to happen as the business owner. And this is how, by being a nice guy.
0: Yep. Nick, you say something a lot um, in our coaching sessions with our tradiepreneurs and uh, you talk about how we teach others how to treat us. Mm-hmm. And I see this as being one of those problems is by, by being nice and in essence the way that shows up is by doing all these freebies and, and essentially getting screwed by mm-hmm. people. We, mm-hmm. we teach others that it's okay to screw Bob or Jeanette or whoever you are. And so not only do the people that we've had that direct uh, interaction with screw us, but that somehow leaks out to the rest of the universe mm-hmm. and other people then start to do it. It's like, what am I a, a you know, a prostitute, <laughs> except I'm not getting paid. So that just makes you what? A tart? Anyway. <laughs> Nick and I did not discuss going in that direction in this yeah. podcast, listeners. So and we'll just bring this back on track now. To uh, not being a nice guy or gal. Um, in fact, that's not the point. You can be a nice guy or gal. It's just how you display that to other people. So maybe we need to talk about how can you be nice to clients? How can you be nice to your other trades, to your subbies? How can you be nice to your staff without getting screwed? <laughs> Hey Tradies in Business was here. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure. I'm joined by Coxie, of course. Hello. You may not know this, Tradie or Tradie Wife, or whoever you are listening to this program, but we're business coaches. <laughs> oh my gosh, that feels weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> but we do actually work with people just like you to solve a bunch of problems. And we have this fantastic program called the Tradepreneur Program, and that's how we do it. And we do it with a wonderful community of trade business owners who are all trying to fix or improve or change things to progress. Things like getting behind on quoting, Coxie.
1: Feeling overwhelmed, behind on your invoicing, feeling really stressed or frustrated about the money stuff. Sometimes you can pay the bills, sometimes you can't. What about staff? Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh, staff! Trying to get them to do what you want them to do—if you can even find them in the first place. Uh, there's so many struggles.
0: And we've seen clients tackle these things in their trade businesses in a quite a short space of time. To be honest, mm-hmm. during the program and recruit staff at a time where everybody was saying you can't get good staff. Mm-hmm. Improve their quality from their team
2: coming into Christmas. We are not worried about money. We've got enough money in the bank to pay everybody's leave. There's work booked in for the new year. And for the first time in a long time we'll be having three weeks off and not worrying about the business that's probably the biggest win of all using the cash flow forecast i've been able to look into the future and see where i'm going to be situated financially and it's actually started to have a huge bearing on whether or not i make purchases by far one of the best things about working with nick and was are the other businesses that are working alongside them it is amazing how empowering it is to be working alongside like-minded people who have similar goals, similar troubles. We can all relate to each other and everybody helps everybody out by figuring out problems with you that they may have faced previously. Everybody has solutions and constructive feedback and it's an incredibly friendly, warm, welcoming environment, not threatening at all. From every job I know that I will get a sustainable wage that's industry leading. I can have at least 10 to 20% profit and I can pay taxes, super, all of that and I do not have to question whether or not I can because of the way that it's been built and that is thanks to traders in business and what they've taught me and what I've learned.
0: So there you go. There's some real people. We did not pay them to say those things (laughs) and I think that sounds a lot better than Coxie and I reading them out. We really would love for you to check out more about how you could take your trade business to where you would like it to be. Surely you have a vision of what things could be like or what you wish they were like on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that is reducing stress or actually making more money, maybe it's spending more time with the family, taking more holidays, having the choice Mm. that you really wanted when you started your business instead of this beast that seems to be there for many of you listening to this program. So if you want to find out more about how we do this through the Tradepreneur program, Coxie's going to tell you all about it. (laughs)
1: free. That's how abundant we are. So
0: head over to the website, uh, check it out, book a chat with us, and we'd love to find out if you'd be a great fit for the Tradiepreneur community and start hanging out with some of those people that you just heard from.
1: Do you know the first key message here that I think that needs to be heard is how to say no.
0: Ooh, that's not very nice.
1: It's not nice, and that's okay. It's going to help you be nicer. Um, because you're not going to disappoint the others around you. I f- I feel like often we find ourselves in these situations because we don't know how to say no. And we don't have to be confrontational in our no. We, we speak, I'm sure on the podcast many times about using yes and instead of no. So the perception is there's a level of choice for clients. And why are you, well, well I'll expand on that a little bit. And then you recently came up with some great terminology about how to say no, because sometimes it is just a hard no. Mm. Um, yes, and is a great tool to allow choice. So at the moment, I'll use the builder as an example. He's been booked out through, gosh, I think we're out to January now. Uh, just like many of our tradepreneur clients are booked out to the middle of next year. And he's getting lots of pressure from the people that um, are calling to ask for everything to be done by Christmas, to come out and do a quote. Um, and so he just says, yes, I'd love to do that quote for you. My next available appointment now is the 13th of February. How does that fit for you? And, of course, it doesn't fit because they want the job before Christmas, but they're self-selecting. They're not getting cranky with you. They're understanding that, okay, 13th February, can't do it any earlier. Unfortunately not. Hmm. You just have to leave the space. They'll fill it and they'll exit out anyway.
0: And it, it leaves them feeling like they are empowered
1: Yes, they have a level of choice.
2: Hmm.
0: So that's that's a fantastic technique that we use a lot here. The one that you're referencing um, I have stolen or borrowed or repurposed from another author uh, from a fantastic book. If you want to check it out, uh, it's called Never Split the Difference by a guy called Chris Voss. And in it, so he's a negotiator, so Tricky situations with people taking hostages and all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. He's a former FBI negotiator, and so sometimes it's actually appropriate to say no. Mm. Uh, and there's a way to say it. So, like anything, context and delivery is really important. It's why sending emails and text messages is really dangerous if you're if you're negotiating in the written word. Because the other party reads tone into it that may or may not have even been there. Mm. It's like, I didn't say that. It's like, yeah, you did. Here's your words. Like, no, but what I meant was, Mm. if you've ever had one of those exchanges, so it's important that you deliver this one in person or at least over the phone and you use what is appropriate as I'm sitting in front of this fancy microphone here, Nicole, (laughs) what uh chris voss the author talks about as the late night fm dj voice and you can do this whether you're a man or a woman or whatever and it's just about delivering it with a i'm sorry i can't possibly do that and it's soft and low and you finish on a downwards inflection instead of i can't do that which is very Australian, to finish with an upwards inflection Mm -hmm. at the end of a sentence. So it's actually quite a soothing, it's meant to be a soothing tone with the no text delivered. So I'm sorry, Nicole, I can't possibly do that.
1: I think it's important to point out at this point, because of the inflection, there's often not a question after that. Many of us fear the no because of the question of, well, why not? That comes out of it. Mm. And so there's another another strategy that Chris talks about in his book. I love this strategy around when faced with some tricky questions, generally people aren't asking the tricky questions, having thought about what the impact might be for you as a business. And you have a great opportunity as a business owner to turn the question back on them, to allow them some time and space to think about it. This is part of negotiating. It's it's everybody having the opportunity to understand our clients will know the triangle of possibilities. There's possibilities from every angle. And so you might have to help me with the wording of this, Warwick. Um, I think it goes a little like, can you explain to me how I would do that?
0: Hmm. How am I supposed to do that?
1: How am I supposed to do that? Simpler than my version. Yep. It, it's a great opportunity for a client, you know, where you've said, I can't get there until the 13th of February using yes end. If they did come back and, and say, no, I need you here now. And how am I supposed to do that? means they have to stop and think,
0: well, I don't really know. Well, I don't know. Cancel all your other client jobs. And how, and how am I supposed, I supposed to do, to do that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, just ring them up and tell them. And how am I supposed to do that? Like That's a ridiculous example. And imagine if you did that, they would eventually give up. They'd probably say you're an idiot. Um but what generally happens is most people aren't that brash and bold and confrontational, and they'll think through it as you're saying, Nick. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's. I'm asking you to cancel all of your other client appointments to fit us in. Mm. Well, how else could we get you out here before Christmas? And often someone will come back with a question because they realize that what they're asking you is ridiculous. Yes. And they'll put the brain in gear and go, okay, um, well. Well, what would it take to get you out here before Christmas? It's like, you could pay me double. Yeah. How does that fit with you? Done. (laughs) Because we really need it done. And it's amazing how these solutions can pop out, Coxie, Mm. when we stop ourselves from defaulting to the nice guy or gal it's like well you know if i don't roll over and cop it up the tailpipe this client's gonna leave and they're gonna badmouth me and they're gonna give me a one-star review on google and we go off spiraling into all of this fear and we create this story that doesn't even exist Mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten our tradepreneurs are amazed because like oh my gosh i said the thing and i did the thing and they said they'd pay for our overtime yeah. So we're happy to squeeze them in because we can get the guys to work after hours and do the job. Client's happy. They're happy to pay one and a half times. Mm. Fancy that.
1: I think the next thing that we need to look at is the variation issue. This happens, unfortunately, far too frequently. And I, I personally have no problem with you saying yes to doing work for free. And if you've done work for Mrs. Jones because the cat's stuck behind the wall and you've got to cut it open and get it out, I might be referring to a situation we have found ourselves in, um, that's okay. You can do that. There's no problems with doing it for free. But what I would like you to do is to document it on the invoice. So the very next invoice you send out, I'd like it to be documented on there. Show it that you have, I don't know, cut up in the wall to release fluffy and repasted and repainted the wall. The total cost was $3,553, discount 100% free something Mm. similar i'm making a ridiculous situation and even the smallest of things that you do should then be reflected in a way that they have the opportunity to remember you're doing them a disservice and more importantly you're doing yourself a disservice by not reminding people that you've done something for free we we've mentioned many times on the podcast big organizations like woolworth's mcdonald's etc if they give something away They spend just as three times as much money on what they've given away to advertise the fact they've given it away. They're reminding you all of the time of their own generosity. That's what you need to be doing as a business owner. Otherwise, you lose all the kudos and suddenly you've done, I don't know, three to five days worth of free work over the extended period of an entire home build and people have no idea and they're feeling really dissatisfied at the end of the build. Hmm. We can rectify that right back in the beginning by clearly identifying and having a clear process in place for a variation. Now, I get that the time impost sometimes with a variation and you charge for it. It makes up part of the variation.
0: Yeah. it's uh, We we had this with one of our conference speakers recently. Um, We paid them to come and speak at our conference and they thought we were awesome. So they gave us a discount. They put it on the invoice, and they told us about it. Yes, because you know they want and deserve a bit of kudos for that. Mm -hmm. So that's it's not rude. Um, it's not contrived. It's really important Mm -hmm. that you remind people how awesome you are because they forget, and Mm -hmm. brownie points expire. The the day after you've said to the client, yeah, we can we can hang that extra door for you for free. Don't worry about it. You know we're here doing it. It doesn't take very long. They've forgotten tomorrow. Those brownie points expired, dude. Mm. It's gone like being married. But anyway, um, <laughs> stealing from someone else's content.
1: Okay, I have so, one more thing I want to throw in before we close out.
0: Oh, can you do it at the end so you get the last word?
1: No, getting really mm. tight on your boundaries. We all have boundaries, things that we don't want to do. We don't want to work after hours. We don't want to go and do a quote on Saturday morning. We don't want to drop by to have a look at a job on a Sunday. There are firm, hard no's within us and then we blur those lines. So perhaps it's having someone you know, wife, husband, parent, business coach, friend, keep you accountable to the hard nose. Keep you mm-hmm. accountable to what you said you wouldn't do. You wouldn't miss Christmas concert. You mm-hmm. wouldn't miss Johnny's football on a Saturday. You wouldn't miss soccer practice on a Thursday afternoon. You would show up for all of those things and be present. I'd like you to learn how to honor that. Not easy, I understand. Often we need an accountability buddy in some of these areas to ensure that we do as we wish. Mm.
0: Yeah, so much of it comes from fear, I think, Nick as well. Mm, of course. It's you know, we do the things, we sacrifice family and and friends stuff and our self stuff because those people will just continue to forgive us. Yeah. And it's not always indefinite that they will do that for, um, but they certainly have a bigger tolerance for that than our customers, at least in our own minds. Mm. And unfortunately, and the, the, I was just going to share a bunch of other ways that we're nice. And I think many of you listening to this can probably figure out where you're showing up as a nice person in the, the context of this podcast episode. And it's costing you somewhere else. Mm. And And that's, you know, to, again, have the last word, Nick. Um, just because I have my best thoughts at the end. And so then I, <laughs> I feel like I want to share them with our listeners. Um, but just think about what is you being nice costing you? Where is that showing up as a, as a cost? Is it costing you time with kids, as Coxie just said? Is it costing you money? Is it costing you stress and sleep and your personal health because you're you know, overworking? Perhaps you're still manually working on the tools when you shouldn't be because you're being nice to your employees. Yeah. Mm and not suggesting that they do their job the way they're supposed to. So um, stop being nice and start being assertive. Start being fair and reasonable and start valuing yourself more, especially at this time of year Mm. as this podcast goes to air.
1: Now, if you would like some help with being assertive or holding you accountable or finding other ways to stop being nice in your business – You know where to find us? We've had a bit of a makeover, tradiesandbusiness.com.au. We have a new fancy website with lots of ways that you can get more free information. I think there's even maybe a mini course on there somewhere that you can do. some free training. Free training, uh, all the links to the podcast, lots of blog posts. Like there's so much information on there that will help you with your business. And then the biggest button of all is the one where you can talk to Warwick and I. (laughs) How cool would that be?
0: Find out more about what we do and how we do it with our fabulous, uh, world beating tradiepreneurs. Love that. And, uh, and there's some really embarrassing photos of us on there too. So, um, (laughs) and they're huge huge (laughs) photos of us on the website can we make them a bit small it's like no no that's how it's done these days okay
1: i feel like there's a funny video as well maybe it's not funny but i find it embarrassing as well so go and have (laughs) a look check it out let us know what you think uh we've got a few free trainings coming up before the end of the year we also have a few opportunities for you to join us um prior to the end of the year we're going to make that super easy for you so Be sure to reach out if you're at all interested in being part of the program. We're going to try and make it more comfortable for you um, both via time impost and financially. So please don't be afraid. Reach out. Let's have a chat.
0: Thanks for listening. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade
1: business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.